With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So I think we'd, uh, I think we'd get in some kind of uh, copyright infringement trouble or something like that if I started playing just the two of us. <laughs> I'll do that, Tim. Uh, yeah, here, here we are. Um, at least you stuff daylight looks like in your background there. Yeah, yeah, it's not all, all dark and gloomy. The Seahawk tears have soaked up and it became 70 degrees outside and sunny. I love this time of year, but man, I hate when it starts getting dark at seven. Yeah. Especially since yeah. the puppy, I can't see once he gets six feet in the yard. I got to put a bright purple collar on him. Ugh. Why don't you try to chase six chickens in, in their chicken coop? It's even more fun. I'm not chasing any chickens. <laughs> I'm not chasing any chickens. That's it. That's that's the last thing we talk about before we get into the show. I'm going to have to challenge uh, Mr. Mod to get this done by the midway point of the season. Get We got to get this updated. We got to get Tim added to the opening. We got to get Justin Lacey uh, spelled correctly. Even though he did on the first rendition and somehow in the second rendition, he just took an E out. Unexpectedly. Just eh, whatever. Cowboys fan. Hey, anywho. Welcome to Running Through the Jungle. I'm your host, Brandon Harriet, with your host, Tim Lyons. Um, our host, uh, Justin Lacey, cannot be with us today. Uh, he has a family member with some illness, so much love and prayers to you, my man. Hope everything's Praise doing well. So, here we are. Bye week, week seven, three and three. Not where we thought we'd be, but we're almost happy to be there. Um, the title of this show is the state of the stripes. So we're going to take a look at where we're at right now, even though it's not the midway, it is the regrouping portion of the, 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 the season. So we'll look back, reflect on some things. Um, we'll, uh, talk about some things that have happened where we see what we've, what we've seen so far, where we see it going from here. But for those of you watching on YouTube, thank you. Hit that thumbs up. Share us with your friends. Uh, if you're on Spotify or Apple or any of those other places you get your podcast, like, subscribe, get those notifications, share us with your friends, rate and review us, give us those five stars and pump us up. If you're on YouTube, you also are seeing me wear a Detroit Lions grit hat. The Bengals aren't playing, so I'm rooting for whoever's playing the Ratbirds. <laughs> so, there it goes. Detroit versus everybody. So, overall, my feeling is it could have been worse. Mm-hmm. could have been worse. Uh, the injury to Joe didn't get any worse. Um, the 
We could have lost another. We could have lost the Seahawks game very easily. I mean, the only game we were really in control of was the Arizona game. Right. Other than that, anything could have been, could have been, could have been off the rails. But what what's your overall view of this team right now? And um, what have you? I mean, what have you liked about the team? Let's start with positive. What we liked. I like how the defense has stepped up. You know, that, like you know, we said that during our our uh, roaring reaction on Sunday or Monday when we reported it. Sorry, uh, the defense, of course. You know, defense has turned it around. Um, they showed improvement in the last you know six weeks. Um, that's a plus. Um, it's good. Another plus for me is is Joe Burrow is not not mobile anymore you know he's he's got some of that movement back getting off the spot a little bit yeah yep move out of the pocket um jamar chase of course 7-eleven he's always open um you know and then of course you know like you 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 uh we were talking about or you sent me about um was uh the young players that we have on the defense you know that that is you know it's been a big plus because question in the beginning of the year was, you know, oh, what are they going to do without Jesse Bates and Vaughn Bell? Oh, what, what are they going to do? You know, that's a big loss. Well, you know, Dax Hill, you know, Battle, DJ Turner, CTB, those guys are stepping up, you know. They're they're making some big improvements. Um, I'll tell you, I, I would argue that Dax Hill is a, is a step up from what we had last year. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Uh, that's crazy to think of. I, I I would have never thought that going into the season. And I'm a Michigan guy and a, a Dax Hill supporter. I wouldn't have expected him to be an upgrade over Jesse Bates or Von Bell. But I think he yeah. has been, man. Yeah, he's he's you know, in these first six weeks, he's he's balled out sacks, interceptions, tackles for losses, pass deflections. You know, he's doing his job. He's doing what he's on that field to do and you know, it's nice to see Lou mixing it up and having him, you know, doing doing what he's out there to do. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, you know, I think my... It's kind of a, a, um, a backdoor way of getting to almost the same thing. Uh, I think my, my biggest shining spot of this year so far is the fact that if you're telling me that we're going to be a game behind or whatever at this at this bye week uh, in our division but but the reason why is because our offense hasn't been playing well I, I really feel like if we're healthy that writes itself so yeah. that's that's kind of my my shining light here in the darkness is the fact that I, I trust Joe to get this figured out. You know, and that's the thing is, is for us, we've seen what they can do. It's not like we have an all new offense and everything's going on. We already know what they can do. You know, our expectations for them, you know, it's up here. We're not going, oh, well, what's going to happen? We already know what can happen and will happen. Um, it's just when is that button going to flip on and it's just going to go hundred miles per hour every single week. Yeah, I, I agree with you a hundred percent there. We have had a, uh, you know, this past week we did have some, a milestone that was hit. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, Joe Mixon now third all time. Leading rusher for Cincinnati Bengals franchise. Past Rudy Johnson. Um, to move into third. You know, I, it's one of those things where he's playing in a in an offense now, you know, the past four years or so that has definitely stunted what his numbers would, would have been. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it, when we're talking about being balanced, I'm thinking we're talking 60-40 pass or sometimes 65-35 pass is balanced for this offense. So um, kudos to the young man, though. You know, he had a lot of, uh, a lot of question marks coming out of Oklahoma. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, highly 
televised and documented uh, run in there and and seems to have been a really good teammate here and um, taking on a leadership role and and you know t- to pay cut this this year this season to help the team and 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 add another year to stay here and uh, looks to have more pep in his step this year. I mean, kudos to the guy. I know you've been rooting for him to get more carry. So, yeah, you know he's had. Uh, I think they said he's been on the field seventy five percent more than what he. Um, sorry, seventy five percent of the plays this year, and I think believe last year was like fifty two percent. You know, we did have some AJP Ryan. You know, right now we don't really have a true RB two. You know, like you, we, you and I were discussing in, in the in uh in back uh about chase brown you know possibly getting some more playing time in the second half um you know i've been as soon as we drafted chase brown brandon you remember what i was like hell yes you know yeah this kid is gonna be amazing but i think him you know he is a rookie you know and they've seen what he can do in the preseason you know he's got those bursts you know he's got that burst of speed you know he's going to be a good ball player as soon as he gets the offense and everything down you know it's just like right now is is the Bengals their identity is who's the true rb2 and that's what we are our identity in the run game i believe to me is that true rb2 because joe mixon he can't be on the field for 75 percent of the place but he's going to get tired you know this is the long season they gotta play 17 games hopefully the playoffs that's a lot of time on the field. So we have to find an RB2 or, you know, Williams or uh, Evans or Brown. They step up and actually take that RB2 position. Yeah, I I, I really think the, the, the thing with Chase Brown, I, I think he'd be a great third down back as far as catching the ball, the backfield, doing some other things. But there's obviously trust issues with the youngster as far as picking up the blocks, reading where the blitz is coming from. Um, and, and I, I listen, I don't think there's any question about the want to, the character of the guy. I think he's going to put his nose in there, but I just think it's about, you know, technique reading and, 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 and executing on those blocks. And you can't have that, uh, especially when we've been, been we, getting up, all of our pressure comes up, up the middle yeah, immediately. It's like mm-hmm. on top of you. And if you're having to assist on a chip block or one of those things, I was worried about a chip block on, on tackle. I didn't know if we were going to be able to cover left and right tackle chip blocking. Those guys have held up pretty well. I mean, yeah, yeah. But, you know, Brown's given up a couple where he's gotten beat around the edge. That's going to happen in, the, in this league. I mean, they're crazy athletes out there. But it's not very often, and, and I'm not saying it's great tackle play, but it's good tackle play. The weakness has been at left guard, dealing with some uh, of the better rushers uh, in the interior defensive line. So if you can't pick up that block, oof. I mean, um, last – was it last week or was it – no, three weeks ago. Three weeks ago – I still remember um, the rush came right up the middle and, and from a linebacker twist and mm-hmm. Mixon left to go out for a pass. Joe got lit up. Yeah. Um, so, you, like, those are things that have to be better, and I don't know that we have that guy. For whatever reason, this, this coaching staff, too, does not seem to trust Chris Evans whatsoever. Yeah, um, there was a stat that I wanted to share with you. Um, for run blocking, it was week six. Alex Kappa was the best, and Cody Ford was the worst. Um, road blocking, believe it or not, Cordell Volson was the best, and Ted Karras was the worst. On what? On run blocking. On run blocking. No, yeah, I believe on, that. I think Volson's on, better run blocker. Yeah, on pass protection... Kappa was the best in pass protection, and Corder Volson was the worst in pass protection. In pass protection, excuse me. Um, they allowed three pressures, three quarterback hits, two sacks, and ten tackles. 
Um, but one thing I wanted to point out is, is um, our center, uh, and I always forget his name, Ted Harris. Harris. Mm -hmm. He's allowed, I believe, five sacks this year. So we're seeing a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure coming, like you said, coming in in the middle, of, uh, coming right in the middle of the formation. Mm -hmm. You know, we know Mixon's not the best blocker, pass blocker on earth. You know, like you said, we need to see Brown or Williams step up and 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 assist them because you know when you got, I think it was against the Titans, uh, I forget who it was. Um, he was faking to come out on the left side on Volson and Brown side. And then he did that spin around, came up the middle, and right past No one him. even looked at him. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was just like, oh, he's dead. He's dead. I'm like, don't break. No, no, no breaking, uh, no breaking burrow episodes this year, please. Yeah. That would be great. <laughs> yeah. For those of you that uh, don't know, I, I referred to um, Burrow's first two seasons of the league as breaking burrow season one and breaking burrow season two. So yeah, we don't want any more of that. We don't want that's a that's a no. highly valued commodity. We do not no. want that uh, being thrown around. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's uh, heart and soul of this team without a doubt. Uh so play calling. You know, um, I know we both listened to the, the Brian Callahan uh, interviews uh, over at. Uh, Locked, locked on Bengals, I think he was. On Bengals, yeah. Um, interesting. I, I like, I like him. Uh, he, he's more of a tell it like he is guy. Um, uh, it's a two episode one, but some of the things I thought were very interesting. You know, he talked about how bad the offense has been and how things need to change and play calling. He he alluded to and and different formations and things of that nature. He also said that our boy Chase Brown is going to get more carries after yes. the bye weeks. Um, so that's something to look forward to. He talked about Joe maybe going under center more uh, as he gets healthier and healthier. Interesting. Interesting because it hasn't been something we've done much over the past you know, two, three years. Right. Um, anything else stood out to you about that or about that interview or or any any of those those things intrigue you of how they're going to work? You know, I'm gonna say this is I love Brian Callahan. I think he is just tell it tell it like it is, guy. He's not. Oh, you know, we gotta we gotta we gotta execute better. We gotta practice better. He's not that kind of a guy. Mm -hmm. You know, he's actually a you know yeah. There's some faults in you know X Y and Z, and we know what it is. We got to fix it. Um, he acknowledged you know. Our, our offense, you know, everybody knows we have a hell of an offense. It's just not executing right now. Um, and I know one of the questions, I think it was Jake or James Rapine asked um, if if uh, injuries was a lot to do with this, everything that was going on, that has been going on these last six weeks. And, you know, he did acknowledge, yeah, that had to do with a lot, of, you know, with some of it. Um, it was also, you know, coaching and play calling, you know, he took responsibility for that too. Um, so it was nice to see he's no BS kind of guy, you know, which I like to, I like to see. He, he's not like, Oh, you know, we, you know, we got to execute better. We just got to, you know, do this and that, you know, he tells you exactly what it is. No, and it's very interesting because his boss does the play calling. Right. That was, that was very interesting to hear him say, I'm like, huh? Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I agree with him, but I don't know if I put, throw my boss under a bus like that, but <laughs> eh, whatever. And, you know, I, I, he also talked about how every season there's that kind of moment where everybody, like, you have to shake everything up. You got to shake everybody up. Um, everybody's got to, you know, be held accountable. You got to bark at some people and somebody's got to mm -hmm. fall in line because this is yeah. the way it is, man. This is. You know, you got a bunch of professional athletes. I, I get it. Um, but, yeah, I thought it was a very good interview. It's a good listen. If you haven't uh, checked it out, it's worth checking out. Um, but then come right back over here to run through the jungle and listen <laughs> to us for the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, yeah, very, very good stuff. Um, I, I, I well, You know, we went back and forth about play calling versus execution. Uh, you know, I. 
I'm a more 60 40 probably play calling guy. Um, I think you've been a little bit 60 40 probably an execution guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think it's pendulum swinging one way or the other. I don't think it's, yeah, if you, you know, if someone else did the play calling, all of everything would be solved. No, we'd still have some problems. We're still right. not executing on some of those plays, regardless of what the play call is. Uh, right. Burrow, this last game, there was, I don't know, a handful of throws that he just yeah. blatantly missed. And he's yeah. arguably um, the most accurate quarterback in the league. Uh, I would put it up against him or Tua. So, uh, I mean, what are you going to do? That's not going to happen every week. Um, yeah, that's yeah, that's he, where I am. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not blazing the ground of of. We need a new play caller. I'm blazing the ground of. We need to call some different plays. We need mm-hmm. to shake something up. I said. Yeah. I think last week if. Maybe you give Callahan a couple series to call. Maybe you bring him out of the, the booth and you get him down there. And even Lou Anarumo, in his interview, one of the first things he says is, I love being face-to-face with those guys. That's the reason why I don't like being in the press box. He referenced this last game when he went up. And he said, I need you four. He said, DJ, BJ, um, Hubbard, and Hendrickson. He said, I need you four. I need your best right now. Go out there and win this game. He goes, these guys are winded. These guys are done. But when I'm there face-to-face with them, I can give them that. Mm-hmm. I, I know I'm getting everything they got. And I can see the look in their eyes if they're going to be able to do it. It's a pretty good argument for getting out of the uh, out of the, the press box, you know. Like, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. You know. Did, did that sit anyway with you? Like, you know, I didn't hear that because I didn't get a chance to listen to it yet. But if Lou would come to me and said, you know, I need you, you, and you to end this game now, you know, it's always a great thing to have your boss in the trenches with you. You know, you can't be one of those guys that just sits up there and just puts the puts the work order in and expects everybody to execute. You know, it, it just sometimes you just need your boss to be down there in the trenches with you. And that's good to hear and see that Lou is down there. And, and like we had our discussion about Brian Callahan being down on, on the, on the field too. Maybe he sees better up in the box of what's going on, but also he's not the one calling the plays. You know, we know, we know Zach is calling the plays. Um, but I would like, I think, I think it would be better for the Bengals to bring him down on the field. Um, it would be it would be great to see. Maybe maybe things would change. I don't know. Hmm. I I would like to see it. I just would. Yeah. Especially after hearing that, like that's a good that's a good call out. I'd like to see it. Mm-hmm. All right. For those of you uh watching on YouTube, pause for a few seconds here. For those of you listening on Spotify. Uh, and uh, Apple Pod, all those kind of things. Now's a good time to go give us that five-star review. We're going to pay some bills. We'll be right back. All right, we are back. Running through the jungle on the Fans First Sports Network. Your host, Tim Lyons, is here with me, your host, Brandon Harriet, aka B Dirt. If you start listening to Pay Dirt or start listening to uh, the homies over on Steel Curtain Network, where we talk everything AFC North, uh, the homies Overtime, where we talk everything ridiculously. Um, yeah, we're all over the place. I'm all over the place right now. And it's a good time. It's a good time. Mm-hmm. It is a good show. You guys should check it out. You know, I check them out every every Friday night. I check them out. Um, also, check out uh, the Know It Alls on uh, Sundays as well. That, yeah, guys are, are I like too. I like trolling mod. I haven't been able to do that recently. I've been too busy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I uh, I'll tell you another thing with Pater. I had a bad week this past week, and I went oh, three and, and I went three and two. That's oh. been a bad week for me, Tim. Wow. Yeah. That, that's. 
Yeah, I've been doing pretty good. Yeah, that's good. Doing pretty good. I didn't like college this week. I'll give you that hint. I didn't like the college games. Too many weird games. I and, you know, I didn't think Notre Dame was going to pull off that W against USC as bad as they did. You know, as they whooped Caleb Williams' butt on Saturday. Yeah, they did. They made him throw three picks in the first half, and I was like, where are these guys been at? But like I've said the whole season, you know, ever after Notre Dame played Ohio State was those guys are tired mentally and physically. They were tired, you know, and I know you made the comment of, you know, sometimes you got to put some scrub teams in there. Well, they did put some scrub teams in there at the beginning of the year, but nobody knew that Duke and Louisville were going to be as yeah. high powered as they were. So, yeah. and then yeah. Louisville turns around and gets beat by a one and five pit team. I, I like oh, the yeah. football so I, damn weird. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't get that either. I was Browns lost. beat the 49ers last week. I don't oh. know what to do with that. Uh, you know, yeah. Yeah. And then, oh, and then the Jets beat the Eagles. What the hell? You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, if you've been listening to me all, all uh, off season over at, uh, Steel Curtain Network on the homies. I've been calling for um, Jalen Hurts to have a down year and the Eagles not to win their division. I'm just saying, guess who I'm taking this week? Plus two and a half on DraftKings. The Dolphins at the Eagles. Hey, that, yeah, that's going to be a good game. That's going to be a really good game. Yeah. You know, it's it's going to be a, it's going to either be a shootout or. Miami's just gonna run away with it. <laughs> I don't I don't trust uh I don't I do not trust the Eagles defensive backs. I just don't. Yeah. All right, so let's get some uh this is something we talked about earlier in, in the year, off season, um coming into this. We got three more guys, big off season free agents that we Need to figure out who we're signing, who we're not. So my question to you, we got T. Higgins, DJ Reader, Cheeto Wouzier. Rank them from three to one, three being easiest to replace. One, I'm sorry, I said it wrong. Three being hardest to replace. One being easiest to replace. So, so one, two, three. Who's the easiest to replace and who's the hardest? What's your top three? Um, Now that you've gonna, seen six games of what this team looks like. Unfortunately, you know what? Hold on. Should I start with the easiest to replace? Yeah, let's start with the easiest to replace. I'm going to say Cheeto. Because right now, Cheeto, he's been injured. Um, you know, he's coming off, he, he's got back injuries. He came off that ACL tear. Um, he hasn't really got a chance to really, you know, prove him quote unquote prove, but, it, but that could, my opinion could change at the end of the, at the end of the season too. Um, but right now I think the easiest one to be to trade or to not sign would be Cheeto right now. I agree with you. And I'm going to tell you the moment I knew I agree with you. I did not realize that Cheeto had went out in the Titans game until I saw DJ Turner tackle King Henry. And uh-huh. I went, oh, darn, that, that, that's that little guy from Michigan. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with yeah. you. I think, I think Cheeto would probably be my pick also is the easiest to replace. And, and I don't want Cheeto to be mad at me for saying that, but – I don't want Cheeto to be somewhere else, but I also I don't, don't think we should spend yeah. fifteen million on a corner right now, the way our other corners are playing. Exactly, exactly. You know, with CTB stepping up, with DJ Turner playing the way he is, and we still haven't seen DJ Ivy yet either. Mm-hmm. You know, no. Nope. When are we going to see that cat? So, I would say Cheeto would be my easiest one right now. Uh, middle guy. You're not going to agree with me on this one, but I really don't care. I'm going to say T. Higgins. He's going to be my middle guy. Because I can't read that. Your chicken scratch is crap. Right oh, here. Okay. Oh, so Number you agree two. with me. Number two, yeah, T. Higgins. 
So you agree with me. So T. Higgins, you know, don't get me wrong. He has played great ball for us. He has played great ball for us in the last two years. Uh, right now, I'm kind of questioning what's going on with him. Is it is it because he's got broken ribs? But what happened the games before that as well, before the broken ribs? You know, is his heart in the game? Is his heart in Cincinnati because of after Joe Burrow got the bag? It was kind of a sign of, well, we're not going to be able to give you a huge bag that you want, T. So that's well, my I don't question. Think that's, I don't think that's completely true. I think the way the timing of paying these guys comes out and the increase over the next couple of years, I think that the bag's there for everybody. I just don't think they want to pay him $25 million. Right. Um, now, I think it, he still looks to be a good teammate. He still looks to be getting along with the guys. He seems like one of the guys. I don't think there's a riff there. Um, but listen, man, if I don't believe that I'm going to, I'm putting myself in his shoes. If I think I'm worth over 20 million a year and I don't think I'm going to be where with this team the next year, I don't think they're going to sign me, mm-hmm. man. If I got a headache, I ain't playing my toe hurts. I don't think I'm playing today. I got a hangnail. I'm out, coach. I, I maybe not to that extent, but man, <laughs> I I don't know. If I got broken ribs, I ain't playing when when I don't think that that team's gonna resign me. And that's understandable. You know, I completely I know what it feels like to have broken ribs. That stuff is uncomfortable. Yeah. It's hard to not, breathe. It's hard I'm to move. I'm not saying that's where he's at. I'm just saying if the if that's what's going on, right? I wouldn't blame him. I wouldn't blame him at all. Yeah. So, I don't know. You know, I love T. Higgins. I, I, he's 6'4". <laughs> he's a hell of a 50-50 guy. You know, but right now, I'm not saying it's all T. It's also our offense and Joe Burrow, you know, and all that stuff. And I believe T's only had like maybe six catches in the three games he's played in maybe. Seven catches maybe. Yeah. Um, and it could be because of injury. It also could be because Joe Burrow's dealing with his yep. stuff too, you know. And I'm not I'm not blaming anything on T. I would love to see him go out there and ball out and have a great year. Um, yeah. I would. I don't want to see him anywhere else besides Cincinnati. I really don't, you know. But I also don't want to see Tyler Boyd anywhere else but Cincinnati either, you know. And of course, because I love these guys, you know, these guys on our offense and defense, you know, I don't want them, we don't want them going anywhere else. Trust me, just because, you know, a player is not playing up to his potential right now, we don't want them going anywhere, you know. Well, besides, besides Irv Jr. But, anyways, besides the point. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say T. Higgins is my number two. Um, number three, of course, is, or my, my one, my artist to replace. Artist to replace is DJ Reader, because he's a hell of a defensive tackle. He reminds me of a Geno Atkins type of player almost. You know, he is. If he if if he's missing from that defensive line, we got a lot of problems. I that's just how I look at it as. And I know some people are saying, oh well. The Bengals need to sign a defensive tackle or get a free agency, or excuse me, a trade for a defensive tackle right, you know, before week eight. Uh, no, 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 no. I don't think that's the case, but that's my opinion. Uh, but DJ Reader, I would sign him. I would sign him right now. If he came to me, I would I would say, sign him up. Let's go. Now, now here's the problem. Mm-hmm. He's 29. Okay. Probably signing for two years. Oh yeah, knowing that I need to draft somebody next year to play with him, yeah, that'd be a high priority for me. Um, but I agree. I mean, the, the the defense just looks totally different when they, either him or Hendrickson are a breather. Mm-hmm. We're not the same, right? Um, so yeah, I I would I would tend to agree with you because of that. Now, all that said, it's not the order I hope that we re-sign these guys. <laughs> right. I want T. Higgins. I want T. Higgins. I right. think Reader's harder to replace. Mm-hmm. 
I think he affects the team more replacing him. So because I've seen T Higgins not be out there and our offense be great. Right. I saw it last year. I've seen it this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's not it, but man, I want T back. I really do. I want to. Well, yeah. When you have a six, four wide receiver out there, he's a big, a big addition to, to, you know, to the actual pass game. Huge. You know, because if you, if we don't have a tight end that can complete pat can catch passes in the scene. Did you see that he, he's got the worst PFF ranking of any tight end in the league? I did. Hence the reason why I'm making this comment. <laughs> so Man. if you have a tight end that's not catching the balls in the scene and not doing real good, you could easily put T Higgins, you know, in, you know, running scene passes easily. You know, it's just, you know, when it comes to the tight end position right now, I'm sorry, but I would either cut or trade Herb Jr. right now, but I don't even think we would get anything for the trade, to be honest with you. Um, and I would love, you know, I know all the rumors are like, oh, what about uh, Kyle Pitts being traded to the Bengals or Darren Waller to the Bengals? Oh, that, that's all. Oh, I would love that fantasy in a heartbeat, but we know it's not going to happen. There's no way they're going to give the world for a tight end. You know, I don't see it happen. Let me ask you this. With where we're at right now, and I get why they did it. I get why they did it. I'm not torching uh, Duke for his pick here. But we're a win now, right now team. Mm-hmm. We got a damn good team. Miles Murphy is a physical freak with one move coming out of college. Mm-hmm. And we took him instead of a big tight end that can block and pass from Notre Dame. Yeah. Yeah. And he looks pretty good in Oakland. He does. He does. Actually, I was just talking to Big G about Michael Mayer uh, the other day. And I was like, have you seen? He's actually playing really well with the Raiders. I think we just missed the bar. We just missed it last year with the pick. And when you look at our offense, our offense is not built to have a Waller type or a one of those guys that basically need to be split out all the time. Our offense isn't like no. that right now. We have an inline guy. That guy's got to be able to block, and he's got to be able to 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 run routes and catch. Tanner Hudson. Um, yeah, Tanner Hudson. Not even listed on a depth chart right now. Right. Okay, and that's cool. It, well, and even Zach Gentry, you know, he's on our practice squad too. But you know, it's we've got the options here. We don't have to trade away the bank for a tight end, and you know, we don't need to spend a bunch of money on them right now either because we do have, like I said, Tanner Hudson, and we have Gentry on the practice squad. You know, we have Wilcox and and Drew Sample as well. You know, I just don't see. I don't understand why the Bengals are so we're so sold on Irv Jr. because he hasn't really done anything when he was with Minnesota. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, I mean he had a pedigree of being a good pass catcher, but it's just not not working out here. And maybe that's because he does he can't be that in line. Maybe he needs to be that spread guy. And that's just not what we do with our tight ends. Um I just I, I feel like short term, maybe long term, long term this may end up completely different. But short term, I think Miles Murphy um over Michael Mayer, you got the wrong M M&M. and M. Yeah, I believe so too. This is my you know, my pick on it. You know, I and you know, I know when the Bengals signed Irv Jr., I was like you know, that he came in with Kyle. that's what I thought. It could have been interesting, but the thing is is when you're not playing because you got Kyle Rudolph and then they brought uh, Hawkinson in from Detroit. I'm like, what's wrong with the guy? What's what is wrong with him? Is I, you know, I, I'm not. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'll shut up now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with you. Uh, but so picked on Miles Murphy a little bit. He got stray there. We knew what he was when he came in. He's been just who we thought he would be this year. 
I think he's going to be more effective for us next year. But we've had some youngsters, year one and year two guys, playing really well. You've alluded to a little bit of it um, when we talked about Cheeto. Cam Taylor-Britt, Dax Hill, DJ Turner. Man, you can even throw Jordan Battle in there. He's played pretty good. Yeah. But those three guys played really well. Yeah. I think the the, the future of our defensive backfield looks very bright. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, in the two years that we've had CTB and Dax Hill, um, CTB actually has um, 83 tackles, two forced fumbles, two interceptions, um, one touchdown and six pass deflections. Yeah, he's doing pretty good for you know two years in in you know with the Bengals. Um, Dax Hill, sixty-one tackles, one point five sacks, two ints, five pass deflections. It, you know, doing pretty damn good to me. You know, and Turner, twelve tackles this year and two pass deflections. You know, I, I just. I think that, like you know, you and I discussed before, um, I feel like it's an upgrade from from what we lost to what we have now. You know, yeah. like I said, like, like you know, like we said before, everybody was worried about, oh, we lost Von Bell and Jesse Bates. Don't get me wrong, I loved Von Bell. I was sad that he left and went to Carolina, but when Jesse Bates left and went to Atlanta, I was like, well, good luck to him. You know, I, I, I enjoyed having him here in Cincinnati for the years we had him, but good luck to him. Uh, and our our rookies that we drafted last year and the rookies we drafted this year, they did a damn good job picking those guys out. They did a really yeah, good job. I, I agree 100%. Um, yeah, I, I think overall Duke Tobin's done a really good job uh, mm-hmm. with personnel. Um, I mean, pretty nitpicky when you're – saying miles murphy is your issue uh i seems to be a good motor guy freak athlete he's learning from two of the best in the league like i i i think he's going to be good as a pro it's just going to take him a year or two to get assimilated with the league yeah and you know it's going to be hard for murphy because you know you got hubbard and henderson on that field a lot of the plays, you know, only time they're coming out is when they're winded and like, hey, hey, coach, I need a break, you know. And Murphy comes in and gets, you know, I don't know how many downs he's been playing this year. I know I've seen it. I've seen that ninety nine on the field a couple times. Yeah, um, not a lot, but he he getting he's giving some guys some breathers. Yeah, you know, more it, so it, when I Osai, Osai was was out. Yeah, you know, what do you expect? He's a rookie, you know, unless he's out there balling like Hutchinson or Car 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 from you know the Chiefs, you know there's nothing you could do. You got two, you got you you got two veteran bookends. <laughs> I'm sorry, man, but you're gonna have to wait until it's your turn. Boy, Hutchinson, he's nasty. He is. I listen. I knew he was really good coming out of Michigan. I did not expect him to get to the pros and do what he's doing. He's just, you know, he reminds me of a. I'll say slash like TJ Watt slash Bosa, one of the Bosas. Oh, you see that 97 right there? Yes, I see that 97. Oh, little, little signed jersey nice. right there. A little signed yeah. Hutchinson jersey. Courtesy of my man John Klein from Hailgate. Look it up. If you don't know, you better ask somebody. Man, yeah, but yeah. some good stuff. Yeah. This uh oh. There, that one. See that little mini helmet there. Mm-hmm. I was hanging out with Braylon Edwards last weekend at the game. Did you get it signed? Got, got, got it signed. Nice. It said uh, uh, to the best tailgate chef, Braylon Edwards, number one. Go blue. <laughs> That's a That's lot cool. to put on a mini helmet, too. By the way, yeah, right. Guys signed a lot of yeah. autographs to be that good. Yeah. He knew where to go with the different inscriptions down the thing. It was pretty cool. <laughs> All right. And by the way, Braylon Edwards, great guy. Great guy. Yeah. It's very, very cool. Nice. All right. Meat and potatoes. When we're talking about the state of the stripes, 
I think you know where I'm going to go with it because I've been saying I'm still buying stock. Mm-hmm. Buy low. Give it to me. Mm-hmm. I'll buy your stock if you're selling. No. But let me hear what you think. And if you want me to go first so you can meander through the remaining schedule, because we play some dogs. Yes, we play we the Bills. We play the Ravens, Steelers twice. Um, the Vikings game looks a lot easier than it did at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. We play the Chiefs. We we end with the Browns. We play the 49ers coming back. We play some dogs. Mm-hmm. Last 11 games, what do you think our record's going to be? Man, that's hard. Yeah, I'm you know, you, I you want me you want me to fire on this one cuz I got I got I Yeah. I got go I got we're, we're going to be 8 and 3. We'll be 8 and yep. 3. We'll finish 11 and 6. Uh 11 and 6, which is the bottom side of where I said um our least amount of wins would be to our most. I thought our I thought we were at least a 10 and 17 at most uh, a 13 and 4 team i thought there was too many hard games for us to, to win more than 13 games that's where i had us eight and three there it is boom yeah. shakalaka I, I was i wrote when you asked me that question i wrote down my number was eight and three and i was sitting there going well let me think about this a little bit more. You know, we do play the Chiefs. We do play the Bills. You know, uh, don't we have the Jaguars in there too? Yes, we do. Yeah, we have the Jags in there, you know. Hey, hold, wait. Hold on a second. Jag- Jaguars are Monday Night Football, December 4th. That's a good time to go to Jacksonville if you live in Pittsburgh, huh? <laughs> I don't That's know. Place uh, to do listen, I don't know what my girl is planning on getting me for Christmas, but tickets to the Jacksonville Jaguars game and a plane ticket would be pretty cool. Yeah, just so, you're not you're not hitting around. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> just something to th- something to think about. Something to think about. Yeah. Um, I, I I think it's eight and three, uh, and right. I also I think, think we. I also think we uh, have a, a, a coming to Jesus moment during this break. I like what I've heard from the coaches. I think we come out of this bye and we go in San Francisco and get a win. I'm going to bet the you know, money line because they're going to be favored by six or five. You know what the Browns did to them last Sunday? If we can keep – if our defense keeps playing the way it is, I, I believe we can get a, a W next Sunday. I give an asterisk to that one because a the weather, and b the injuries, um, mm-hmm. to Debo Samuel and CMC. You know what though? All I, that that, all act, that said, that asterisks don't mean crap. A W is a W. <laughs> well, and and you know we talk about like AFC North football and in bad weather and da da da, and, and then we yeah. you know somewhat dismiss it sometimes. I've I've watched it in Cleveland twice this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Torrential downpour off of the off of the the lake. Yeah, Ugh. and they're gonna be they're gonna be going into San Fran. You know, it's probably gonna be you know sunny you know sunny eighty degree day that day or something. You know, and hopefully we can just go in there and put as much pressure as we can on uh, Purdy because that's all from what I've seen on on the game on Sunday. That's all it takes is get him out of his game. You know, with you know minus Debo and you know possibly CMC, Trent but they Williams. said that yeah, Trent Williams. They but they did say CMC's uh, MRI was promising, is what they said today. So he maybe he won't be missing. Um, but yeah, I can say eight and three. Um, it's going to be a tough. This is going to be a tough eleven games. This these games are going to be stressful on all of us. I have a feeling yeah. it's going to be. There ain't going to be no. You know, butt kicking games. These are going to be three point games, four point games, maybe a one point game. These are going to be some crazy games. 
this this next 11, 11 games. I don't care what anybody says. These schedules, for even for the Steelers too, these are going to be some tough games. I don't care what any Steelers fan says and says, oh, you know, Tomlin's, you know, 20, 20 and two after the break or whatever. I'm sorry. Hmm. It's going to be some tough games for the AFC North. And then, of, yep. of course, we got to play the Steelers twice still. We still got to play Steelers twice and the Ravens and the Browns still. We got four game, four division games that we have to win. Well, I won't say have to, but at least we three need of to. Them. We need to win. We, we, need, we need to at least win. But they're going to be some tough games because AFC North football is no joke. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't a, a you know uh, walk on the beach at all. Not, not in the AFC North. AFC North is the toughest football in all of NFL. That's all I gotta say. So I'm not gonna be here next Wednesday. Um, hopefully you're uh, you're riding with Justin, and uh, he can make his return. And Tim, uh, maybe even Chase. Who knows? I will be on vacation. Celebrating the girl, the girl's birthday in Nashville. So we did get an early flight back on Sunday, though. So we'll be back in time for football. <laughs> Priorities. And I got we got a four o'clock start. I got plenty yeah. of time to get unpacked and everything else. We're good. We'll mm-hmm. be we'll be back at the house by twelve thirty. So I'm I'm good. Nice. Order some pizza. Do some laundry. Watch yeah. the Bengals win. You're going to get my prediction right now because I'm not going to be here next week. 27-17. Bengals go into San Francisco, get the dub. Hootay. Book it. <laughs> Hootay. Any closing thoughts, Tim? No, Stay it's just, stripes. yeah. Stay the stripes. You know, I think that the Bengals are going to put this all together. They're going to get gelled together again. There's going to be that, uh, that, force of an offense that we have they're going to click that uh, top top 10 defense is going to show back up this year too and, and we're going to go eight and three and hopefully win the afc north back hope it's not a strategy yes i know go ahead you keep repeating that yeah it's one of my favorite <laughs> quotes all right so obviously i want to close with this state of the stripes It's obvious, A, that I've been saying buy low, buy all the low stock you can. And B, that I made a little play with the state of the stripes to the state of the union. And I will tell you this, the Bengals are in a lot better shape than our U.S. government. Hootay, I'll see you guys in another week and a half.